You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hey there, everybody. Roy Scovel here. And Daniel Van Kirk. We just want to let you guys know that if you enjoy Pen Pals, uh, our podcast that comes out every single Wednesday, then you might enjoy bonus episodes in our Patreon that come out every single Monday. That's four episodes a month. It's only $5, and they are all follow-up letters. So we hear back from our Pen Pals about whatever they're going through or sandwiches that they love or whether or not they like their new haircut. We hear from them, we read their letter, and then you hear them as well. Yep, that's that it, right? Uh, that's it. And okay. it's at Patreon dot com slash pen pals if you want to be my friend, friend you At the wish you well. There were parts I think the we wishing both well. did a very good. Our we did our very good Bowie. At there, parts. Very briefly for me, the moment we started, I was like, I. But I you, don't know. when you were doing uh, Let's Dance, it was in the. It was in the. Let's dance. I wonder if. Put on your f- red shoes and dance. That's it. You just got to talk like that. I'm like wish you well. <laughs> and the children close. that you spit on. Oh, what's that from? I hope and the children that you spit on uh, as they Daniel. try to make their way are quite aware of what they're are no. not immune to your uh, consultations. They're quite aware of what they're going through. No, are you're you making that up. Changes time, <laughs> change your ways. Dude, that's from Breakfast Club. That's the quote that they break the glass of. And these children that you spit on as they try to make their way. Is it aren't immune to your Shermer consultations? High Shermer, Illinois. They're quite aware of what they're going through. I love how it's done. Shermer High School, Shermer, Illinois. You'd like to think you would have stopped him from taping that kid's butt. You would like to think. You would like to think you would. But I was an athlete. I probably would have gone along, right along with it. Or at least not stopped him. I was a follower. I was a follower. If we ever got to do, God, man, our pile, uh, 
your feature presentation. Even though that's not funny, that would be a good one too. Breakfast Club? Yeah. Yeah. But the one we need to do. But that you can make you can make fun of it and you no, can No, but, but just to be like But it also is just too heartwarming. I know. You know there was a time when I hated it because it was on TBS all the fucking time when we were kids and I was like I, I like I I was too young to get it. I didn't get it till I was in high school and Me I too, watched it with a friend who loved it and so I was able to see it through his lens and I was like he's right. But I it but I was too young to like it. I was too young to get it, yeah. which makes sense. One time in speech, they the person who was supposed to do dramatic interp, uh, which is where you thank you for shortening that. You, you <laughs> that's how you know you're dramatic cool. That's how you know you're cool. I immediately was like, I'm not worthy of I'm not worthy of this man's company. <laughs> you have to stand. You can't move your feet. Listen, do you know this? Wait you, for you what? Have, you guys are fancy because you had real. You're from like. Places with more than t- three stoplights. So you, you guys had you probably called it forensics, right? You know, one thing Speech we've team? never clarified is that the schoolhouse was also a schoolhouse. They just served burgers to help make money, Go and ahead. it did not rock that much. And it didn't rock. <laughs> you know about country school? Country school was also an actual place of education. <laughs> it is. You I mean, like speech and debate? Yes, but did you call it forensics? No, you called it speech and debate. It yeah. was we like called call it forensics, which I, I like forensics. You called it like, forensics. That's uh, thrown off my. I didn't know until I got to that. college. You're like CSI's about a high school. <laughs> that's what I yes, and I'm like forensics. It's so di dramatic interpretation, dramatic interp. You had to your feet couldn't move, and you had to do a scene. It couldn't necessarily be a monologue. I don't think. And so the person didn't show up, and they're like Daniel. And I was already doing uh, dramatic duet acting. Okay. Two-time regional champion. Where you at? You don't and, tell us. We I, all know. Because you felt it. And uh, so I did it. Yeah. I was like, I'll do it. I don't care. Can I do whatever I want? They're like, yeah, you just have to talk for like three to five minutes and do it. So I did Bender's speech. <laughs> nice. From, and I go, this is what you see get that? For- that's what you get in the Bender house for spilling yeah. paint in the garage. Is that how you did it? And then I go. And I, you were a two-time so regional? Long. can i use this chair (laughs) i go do you remember the speech you know good lying piece of shit yeah uh waste of space i can't remember it all now no thanks to you pop yeah oh my god okay I don't know why we got it there, but I just remember doing that. I did not place. Did, did we already talk about this? That I, oh, during the uh, pandemic, uh, you know, everybody's watching as many movies as they. Oh, I thought you were going to say you did time. one of those readings and somehow I missed it. No, I would have loved that. Um, I would still be talking about it. But uh, we watched. Um, what's the well, one where they're, they're all in Georgetown? Uh, St. Elmo's Fire. St. Elmo's Fire, because we've talked about it on this, right? I literally I almost said know. The Outsiders. So St. Elmo's Fire. Not, not also I not remember far. where it's, it happened. It's similar kind of like all star cast, but Saint Elmo's Fire. Uh, we watched it, and as it's starting, that like that in, that very like uh, iconic music. Whatever, I'm not even doing it right. But Jordan and I are sitting there, and Jordan is like, "We're." She goes, "I think we're about to watch like a super iconic '80s movie," and I was like, "Oh, we absolutely are." The movie is so stupid, in my personal opinion, but Breakfast Club. And that yeah, the brat pack. The the brat pack. The, the reason why you don't see them so much like together after that is because 
this article I was reading because I just became obsessed with why St. Elmo's fire was held up. I literally, it's pandemic. Sure. I like researched it. Oh, I nice. like looked into it. I love this. Schumacher made it. Yeah. He's ruined everything for me. Okay. <laughs> the, all the, any of the Batmans he did get out of here. Oh my gosh. Nipples. Yes. Yeah. But I, I looked it up and like managers and agents were like, this isn't good for you guys, your career to be lumped in. And you're called the Brat Pack, like the imagery of it. And so that caused them to like, Break up like really? you're Demi, Demi Moore, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, um, uh, Andrew McCarthy, Andrew Molly McCarthy, Shannon. and Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald, that's what I mean. Um, yeah. Shannon's awesome too. But they, that's that that was like this big split, and yeah. also the the movie itself was going to be about something way more political and wildly different. And then it became this like absurd coming of age. Like wildly inaccurate coming of age yeah. movie, but it's so funny it that so in the eighties you could get away with this coming of age movie, almost like you could just invent what you felt coming of age meant, and and it didn't matter that right. it was accurate if there were some stars in it and the music was good. Yeah, like no one can like if that would be actually. For, we are just uh, talking about feature presentation and us doing a movie. St. Elmo's Fire is maybe one of the most perfect movies for us to do it to because we would be ripping it apart constantly going, what? Why okay. is that happening? I'd love to. I haven't seen I remember nothing, almost nothing. I haven't Did seen you ever it. see it? It's in like high school. I feel like I didn't even oh pay my attention God. to half it's, of it. Emilio Estevez is a psychopath fucking stalker in it and yet we're watching it like he's in love he really likes her it's like he needs number a restraining two. order let's make it number two on the list <laughs> it's crazy let's make it number two on the put list put it on the list right. but yeah that 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 whole i researched it i was just like what is this fucking i'm 100 movie but i i was shocked to realize that's what happened to the brat pack like they split them all up because they're like this isn't good for you guys hmm. anthony michael hall yeah Ali Sheedy. Ali. I'm going to make sure I get everybody in there. Ali Sheedy, who's uh, great RDJ in both of them. was in that too, right? Robert Downey? Uh, he's in St. Elmo's Fire? I don't think he's. Am I just thinking of Less Than Zero? He's not. No, he's he's not. not in it. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of Less Than Zero. But Ali Sheedy, who crushes uh, both of them. She mm -hmm. goes two for two on both of them. Oh, 100%. Let's, Let's go, go to letters! Oh, you know, when it's heavier, it comes straight at you. You did a very interesting mouth thing on that. Went, I did. You go, like that. let's go to the letters. Are you in my southern, southern guy? <laughs> southern I think we auctioneer? Both have good facial control. Hello, pals. Oh, you're going? <laughs> no, do it. Hello, pals. Recently, our five-year-old child told us that he is a boy when we assumed he was a girl at birth. As a family, we have always had open discussions about gender identity with my partner coming out as non-binary about three years ago. As any normal person would, we have always told our child that we will be here to love and support him no matter what. We live in a small, rather conservative, quote-unquote, city in rural western New York, directly between Buffalo and Rochester, New York. We have had amazing support. We have had amazing support from our son's school and extracurricular activities, which has been great. But we have also heard that some parents have had issues with the transgender discussion. Two parents came into school and verbally accosted our son's mm. uh, after-school teacher for reading a book about gender identity and being yourself. The book is called "It Feels Good to Be Yourself" by Teresa Thorne. A fantastic book. 
Well, I know what matters most is making sure our child is loved and supported forever he, for whoever he is. My partner and I are worried about people in the community, most of the parents, treating our child less than human. My question is, when will people stop being shitty about who people are? Since I know there is no answer to that question, I want to know your thoughts and ideas for helping create the best and most supportive environment for our, for our child when dealing with these bigots. Sincerely, your pen pal, Tyler F. Tyler F. Tyler. Why did that get a jingle? Because uh, <laughs> That's how it ends. Um, Tyler F. Do you know Alyssa? Tyler F. Uh, Arrested Development, Mr. F. Oh. Mr. F. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Which is a joke. I don't know if once they explain that joke, I don't know if you could make that joke anymore. Oh, okay. Do you remember what it stands for? No. Okay. I'm going to let people Google that because we won't have a podcast where we said it. (laughs) (laughs) Always getting out in front of the letters, the other types of letters. Yeah, yeah. Dear producers. The ones written in red pen. Dear network. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I obviously we can't say uh, there is no answer to the the first question about the bigots. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no. Why That's why they're that way. Yeah, what bigots be bigoting? Yeah, you can't do anything about it. I mean, well, I mean, you can. Well, you, you can. can. You can, but in the the grand scheme of things, to answer that question, there isn't like an answer to it. You but, can be ready to affect change into any person who wants it. Yeah, and you can be a constant example. To possibly plant a seed in someone's mind for when they decide they're open to change. Yeah. Beyond that, I don't know. You can't. It, yeah, it's it's the old you can you can lead a, a horse to water, or right. it's like you can teach a man to fish, like right. that sort of thing. You can you can do those things, right? But you can't just go in and try to change somebody. What I think personally in the 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 main question there of how do you create that environment? I think it's. I, I I think what it takes is first off the courage for people to be who they are, because that is the actual environment. the 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 environment itself is people being who they actually are, actually are, and not allowing any sort of ignorance um, or bigotry to keep them from being who they are and behaving how they are, and and that creation of that environment is what uh, ignorant people have to... Th- this is the water that you can lead them to. Mm-hmm. And then they decide to drink it or not. But they have to physically be in that environment and understand it. They can't They can't look from the outside and be told about the environment or what's going on in the environment. They have to be in it and be a part of it and experience it because it's the only way the, the true empathetic nature of that environment can affect them. They have to be around it. I, I the, like the amounts of jokes I made as a kid, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, uh, towards like the gay community that what changed me was then moving to DC and being more involved and surrounded by the gay community to see what is the gay community? Who is the gay community? And and how do I feel about that? How do they feel about me? And what who are these people that I have, you know, grown up religiously thinking were were wrong mm-hmm. and choosing to be wrong? Mm-hmm. And and 
I, I think I don't know who I would be today had I not traveled more and put myself in these different environments and met these people to realize how foolish I had been, my perspective uh, was. But towards this letter, to me, hope is I myself and as is an example of that change. Now, I never like wanted to beat anybody up or or kill them right. or make their lives hell. It, voting against their rights wasn't even something that I think I fully comprehended as a thing. Um, not yeah, knowing the bigger picture, being so naive. You're not saying a, a malice or anger or violence, but you did lack empathy, yes. compassion, and maybe regard. Yes, and I and I would say, but that's only because the you place had, that you I was coming experience. from, the place that I was coming from in this in this sort I mean, of ridicule was more supportive same. of people who were malice towards them sure, than actually yeah, yeah. being supportive Can, of, more con, more of good people who are just being mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, for me it had to become a revelation. I, I it had to I had to become a revelation for me. I I grew up in an area where that's what just how it was. And you know young people are mean and also when you're in the Bible belt this is what you're religiously taught. So my personal take on that question is creating that environment by showing people that this is the environment. It hasn't changed. It wasn't suddenly, oh my God, suddenly the, there's a community of LGBTQ plus. The, like that, that's always been there. It's just now you're fully aware of the environment and some people don't like the change of that environment. But to be there and see it and you can't necessarily walk in people's shoes, but you should be able to listen to them and hear who people are to have empathy empathy for their struggles. And it's across the board with everything. Books certainly help. But if you are in a conversation with these parents saying, this is who my child is, and no ridicule or or speculation on your behalf no matter what you do can change nature. It can't change my child. So you can choose to understand this child who has not, we're not talking about Damien from (laughs) fucking the omen here. We're not, this this isn't, this isn't a demon. This isn't an evil child. You can choose to understand that child and maybe realize that a percentage of people in the world are are similar and and try to create peace or you can push back against nature which pushes things out of balance which creates chaos and creates violence and creates unrest and and is anti peace in every way uh possible you guys are doing it right you're being supportive I, the the three of us in this room chad's not here fuck him <laughs> The three of us are uh, are supportive of this community, of these people speaking up in in whatever way that we can. That informs people of the environment. There are people that listen to this show that maybe change their perspective by some of the things that get talked about from just the people writing us or sure. our take on it. Yes, but in my opinion, showcasing to people what the environment actually is is the best thing and only thing that you can truly do if that horse doesn't want to drink the water you cannot force it right. to drink can i the water can i ask you for can i be at two things well okay 
First off, can I be granted grace? No. Secondly, <laughs> after what I just said about my past, I'm like, I just there's only so much. You're like, grace. you're like the only grace I got time for is amazing. <laughs> Everybody from the back, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> amazing. Um, and and Elvis. I asked for that I grace. I asked for that grace to be able to hope that everyone listening to this, unless your friends making you listen to the car, knows me enough to know that I want to have a. a I want to ask a delicate question that could be a delicate conversation. Go for it. Let's just dive in. Do I think there's two things. I'm going to try and do some analogies that maybe don't map very well. When stick with me, when Peter Parker realizes that he's Spider-Man and has these abilities, there's two things that have to happen. Peter Parker needs to learn how to web sling and climb up walls and get at the spidey sense, right? But then Peter Parker also needs to understand what this means for his life, which is separate from his abilities, who he is, what he identifies as a Spider-Man. He needs to understand that there are going to be people that sometimes ask too much of him, there are going to be expectations that he's not always going to be able to meet. There are going to be people that are afraid of him. Right. And so that's how his life is going to operate. So I think that one thing in terms of creating the environment is on a age-appropriate level with your child for what they can comprehend in terms of humanity and how social interactions work. Understand that we want you to be you. Mm-hmm. And along with being you, along with being able to climb walls and 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 have uh, special characteristics about you, you, we want you to kind of understand that these are some of the challenges you can face now that this is who you are. Yes. And so I think part of that is not in any sort of, and this is what I mean about grace, any sort of victim blaming or allow people to be rude or allow people to be mean but to prepare yourself to understand that there are going to be people, whether it's religion, fear, religion and fear, uh, just general disdain for anything that isn't like them. Shitty people. Yeah, that you now, that is part of life you have to navigate. Yeah. And I think that I don't know what that conversation is. I haven't done enough reading about it. I do not have a child. Um, and I don't want to say anything uh, for as many stupid things as I say. I don't want to say anything stupid in this regard because I don't know what that answer is. But I think that that is an element to it. Yeah. The other thing, which is also delicate, is what is our... If you do another superhero analogy, um, I'm, I'm not going to allow Grace. Oh, <laughs> You're Batman. We, we wish you well. <laughs> I just closed. <laughs> Now, you're the green goblin. Um, you can only see things through Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> even, even actually just name another superhero. <laughs> the other part of this is maybe parents who would say, and I'm maybe giving these people too much grace, we have zero issue with this child identifying as a boy. Our kids, just like some kids reach puberty and sexuality earlier than I know, some it's 13, some it's... 15, 16, 17, our kids are not even, they're not thinking about anything other than how dirt tastes. So we kind of aren't 
ready. That's that's a three stoplight town right there. <laughs> we are we kind of aren't in a place, teacher, where we want you to be saying to our kid who isn't thinking about this at all. We're just working on zippers and shoelaces. Yeah, we don't want that. We don't. We would prefer if you didn't say who are you, how who do you identify. Yeah, and so this is the delicate thing where the are those parents. You would know better than me. How much of a leg or do no maybe? Maybe the answer is no leg, okay? Do they have to stand on and go, we want, if that child is reaching this identity point earlier than other children, for whatever reason, great. But I don't know that the whole class, the whole class can maybe read a book about accepting everybody. Yeah. But does the whole class need to read a book about, so whatever you, and I don't know the book. So yeah. grant, grant, more grace. Yeah. Whatever you guys are, it's okay. And kids are, and I, I would assume, grace, please. Yeah. I would assume that some of those, I'll stop. But some of those kids were like, I've never even thought about this. I, but I think, um, to answer your question, I think they have. Because okay. from a very, yeah. Because, because from a very young age, we are taught male, female. We are taught about identity we are taught about who we are so i do think it is in children's minds and i also think there are a number of books that are also being read that you know and, and this isn't criticism against them but that just happen to facilitate the idea of someone is a boy and someone is a yes. girl and it's like someone's illustrated a knight, and it's talked and someone's about a princess and I, so someone's i think a hero and someone yeah. needs to be saved so i think that someone from the transgender community for instance to your point and this this maybe makes the point a little easier you could have a book uh all, all of the children's books when kin kids are in kindergarten and first grade and maybe even second grade where every single character in all of the books is white and you go well these children aren't even really thinking about race sure. but they are and they are aware of who they are and they are aware of who else is them who is similar to them. It's our natural instinct as people to read our different identifiers of our pack or what pack we are in and where we stand with it. We're very, uh, I believe, animalistic in that sense. It's nature. It's our senses. It's Can who I say we something are. really quick about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was one of the biggest things to our industry about Black Panther. It's not just that people of color saw someone else or saw someone on screen that they could identify with, yes. it's that everyone went and saw that movie. Yes. And so people were like, okay, not only A, did we put a person of color, in, and many people of color, but the Black Panther in a leading hero, which which was deeply effective to people who have who had yet to see that. Yeah. All these whites also went and saw the movie. Yeah. And I think that that was like, oh, they went, they did go? Yeah. Like... Well, that's to, to me that uh, th so that that is the 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 reasoning and the purpose and the necessity of these uh, of these books being supported and the conversation being supported because um, just as the same as it wouldn't make any sense to have all the characters in these books just be white, where you go, well, no, that doesn't make sense. That isn't. But also, you would go, that isn't reality, and that isn't the real world. Mm -hmm. And as these kids' brains grow so quickly, specifically starting at like four and five years old, definitely five years old, you want to give them an honest portrayal of reality 
as early as you can so it becomes the foundation and bedrock of what they perceive society and community and all of these things uh, to be, which is why I think it's incredibly important um, to have that representation in the books because while the kids might not be sitting there, all of them at different stages of their evolution and their growth, wondering about their their gender or what that means to them or what their identity is, but they need to be made aware that that the the idea of or the reality of someone who is transgender isn't a topic to be covered later. It is a bedrock of the foundation. It is a part of it. Do you know what I mean? It it is. Can I ask you arbitrarily reality. and unprofessionally but, but, at what age also, you think that is? All of the other children need to hear those books as well. If someone goes, "Well, I was born a boy and I identify as a boy." It's like, great, but then you also, through these books, need to be made aware that not everyone is experiencing what you're experiencing. And I think from an earlier age, because of those books, because of those lessons, because of those stories, kids start to develop that empathy and understanding that the world has so many colors earlier. And so then it's not so shocking later. You know, a lot of these children are going to get pushback from family in their, in their churches, from their families that think this is a trend or a fad or it's a thing that you teach. I mean, these same people still believe that you are born heterosexual and you've made a, a conscious decision to not be that way. They still believe that. Well, you know what my favorite one is, right? Yes, they, they refuse to see reality because the reality that was taught to them at those young ages mm-hmm. was that that didn't exist and it was a choice. So right. that, that, to that Well, my end, favorite one is that thing, that's what why. you're saying. The, a lot of people who raised us, not all of them, but I, I, I have close people in Rochelle to me who I've heard say, we didn't have all these types of people when when I was growing up. Exactly. And exactly. I, looked, I looked at him and I go, yeah, you did. <laughs> I, and we, I think we might have said this before, but I don't care. I'll repeat it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did. Do, you know what happened? They either moved away or they committed suicide. Yeah. Yeah. But they were there. Or they and, just lived and in secret. And you don't secret. know where they went. Yeah. And you don't know why they're dead. And you also don't know who they are if they're or, still here. That's what I was going to say. That's the third. Or <laughs> yeah. they lived unhappily. Yeah. Because they couldn't just be themselves. Right. And that's they, what they, I mean. They, that's what I mean when I say that that... that, that the, that lack of empathy or support for what is actual re, real environment that you live in. Like people say, we didn't have all these types of people. You did, which means you lived in a false reality of what you thought your community was. And because of that, you now have this anger because your perception of reality is that people have chosen to be different later in life and they're almost doing it as a fuck you to you. And yeah. people are taking it so personally, as opposed to stepping back, realizing it isn't even about you, mm-hmm. but that this is what the environment has always been. And the reason I said what I said about who I used to be is because that, because that not only is that the truth, but I'd like to consider myself an example of you don't have to stay that way just because you used to think that. You can live a life. I, I don't sit here ashamed and embarrassed of who I used to be. I would feel that way if I still was that person. Sure, I would yeah. be embarrassed 
and ashamed. But the reality is I wouldn't even have that self-awareness, so I really wouldn't be. Yeah. So when we see people behave in these ways as adults. I have some regret. In this embarrassed yeah. and ashamed. Things where we go, aren't you embarrassed? They're not because there isn't a self-awareness of what their perception actually is. And it's because they haven't gone to the environment. They still are like, yeah, but in my area here, this is what we think. In this place over here, this is what we think. And you can't, it, it's so fucking hard to drill it into their minds. The peace and harmony that actually can exist, that they talk about in church every fucking Sunday, mm-hmm. is not impossible. It is wildly possible if you just accept things as they are and start to identify violence and identify the hatred instead of assuming you pushing back on who people are and and not realizing that that is the hate. You're not fueling peace. And I know you're going to have so many people... More than likely not our listeners, because I don't think that's who our listeners are. But you will have a number of people that, well, what about this making kids go and change their identity and all this stuff? Do I believe that's happening at all? I, I can't tell you. I don't know how people are. I, I, I'm i not here to say that everyone who supports something on the oh, liberal I, side doesn't also have an extreme where I go, well, that's, that's a weird form of Well, I can tell you it is child happening. Abuse. It's called gay conversion therapy. But, but, no, so it is happening on the other but, side. But, I mean, that's on the conservative <laughs> yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, when people on the conservative side are like, yeah, but you go and you teach these kids or you say these things to these kids. It's never coming from a real anecdote. It's never – like, I don't know anyone who's like, did you hear about the kid they made – the parents just the, made him be a girl. And you're like – I just I, I live in a kitty extremely in liberal like, environment, and I'm got to and now can I be made aware of everything? No, can I? Do I think that there is child abuse and abusive behavior on every single bit right. of the fucking spectrum? And you know what? The, Absolutely, you know what the Even identifier the people that are right is right in the fucking middle. That's what I say. You know what the, the identifier is for those people? Not how they voted. Not where they lean socially or politically. It's whether or not they're a shitty fucking person. Yes, exactly. That's, and, the, and that's the, the identifier. And those people exist on the entire yes. spectrum. Is has shitty people, but the, the the support of people in this case, and I'll, I'll I'll stop here. But like the support of people in this case, it it's pe- people. People are people, and if you quit pushing back against them, you will find so much peace. And I mean that. In the in in every single category of what makes people different, if it's gender, if it's religion, if it's race, if it's right. whatever, all of the things can be, and you just stop trying to fit the whole world into your tunnel vision of how you want it to be based on what you think it used to be because of what you were taught that it was. Mm-hmm. It's not accurate. Right. At all. Right. It isn't at all Which is pretty jarring accurate. for those people, though, to wrap your head around, that it's all yes. It's all a simulation. Yes. Of, uh, it's all, and I mean simulation as in this is all just a thing. You, you, right. you parents were told and your grandparents were told and you grew up with it and you just... And if you, wanna, if, if you want to be the person that says, but, I, but my religion, I am against homosexuality. If you want to live your life that way, not even knowing where that information of your religion ever even came from throughout the history and the multitude of translations of the scripture Mm -hmm. that you so wholeheartedly believe in. But if you truly are going to say that, then go immerse yourself in that community 
for a certain amount of time and get to know people and then decide, you know, no, I actually do hate everybody. And now I've heard all your stories and I don't fucking support you or go and get to meet other human beings who are having a different experience than yours. And then maybe ask yourself, what can I do to help? Because that scripture you believe in so much, the lead character of it, that is what he did supposedly do. Mm -hmm. So, Ask yourself which angle of it you actually believe in. Do you actually want to walk the walk or do you just want to talk about it nonstop and not actually do what you say you fully believe in? Yeah. My, my last thing is, and I, and I think I've come through this as processing what I said and hearing what you said. I think if I was a teacher and uh, there's always got to be some sort of curriculum, right? So let's say professionally, I knew that at some age they would go, oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't read that book to kids that young because it's, there's no real point. Starting at this age, that's when you would probably read that book. So let's say whatever that age was. And parents, and, and I had uh, a child going through a, a gender identification process in their, in their mind um, and, uh, and their body and soul, all that stuff. Um, if somebody came to me, right, and they go, hey, we're the parents of Sarah and Bobby. And, and, and I go, yeah. And they're like, so you read this book to our kids? I go, I did, yeah. And they go, yeah, they don't. They're not thinking about uh, if they're a boy or girl. And now I got Bobby and Sarah coming to me and going, I've never thought about it. Am I a boy or am I a girl? Am I nothing? I would probably look at those parents and go, oh, well, then don't worry about it. And be like, just tell them, don't even worry about it. If they're like, well, I don't know what I am. Be like, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about yeah. it. It's okay. Yeah. Like the kid who, the kid or kids who felt like, oh, I'm okay to be me. It landed for them. Yeah. The kids that have never thought about this, if they are coming home, and I understand that. I'm glad they're processing what we're talking about yes. and saying, am I a boy or a girl? I've never yeah. even thought about it. I don't care. Just look at them and go, you don't got to worry about that. Yeah. And, and you know what? It'll solve itself. Well, one, one final thought. if they come back to you, go, I've been thinking more about it. Okay. What do you think? Right. Just don't, don't worry. There's well, no agenda one final, here. One final thought to that point about like the age and someone absorbing a thing. Like if kids are in, in kindergarten or first grade and you go, yeah, but you know, race is important. So they learn about race, so, but you wouldn't teach them. You wouldn't read to kill a mockingbird to them. You're right. But to kill a mockingbird. Tell them how to change a the tire. They're going to need to know. To kill a mockingbird has been read to them. It's not that story. Right. The story of it is about race right. and that story what judgment do you pass on people based on the exactly color of the and yeah. there is a version of it and it's it's called children's books to kill a mockingbird is a book that i'd like to think harper lee you know go set a watchman i don't know what happened in there but to kill a mockingbird had a huge impact on a lot of people's perception of how to treat people and what is actual justice and what is racial equality and what are these things profiling and profiling and what are these things actually mean prejudice and there's a certain age i think we read it in high school uh but there's a certain age where you can understand that story you can find it entertaining because the empathy that it pulls out of you is actually fed to you in an entertaining way it's why a lot of stories and movies it's why movies are is such a big deal to people and books and uh, stories is the most human thing that we fucking do it is it matters to us in everything it's how we communicate so many ideas so don't don't sit here and, and assume these kids aren't being fed that same story it's just fed to them in a way that a five or six year old can comprehend and understand it and without knowing that book 
I I bet you that book is doing the same thing. Just saying, hey, there could be a To Kill a Mockingbird version of a transgender person being profiled and and justice being you know in, injustice happening to them. But a five or six year old can't understand it. But what can you understand it? You can just point out to them, hey, consider that this is equal. Don't consider that this is unequal. Right. Consider that this is equal and put that in your brain now. And then when they grow up and they do read a book like To Kill a Mockingbird, it almost crushes their empathy even more because it's where they come from. They go, this is wrong. Yeah. They don't sit there and go, I liked it when he got in trouble. I liked that the black guy got, got in trouble and he shouldn't have been. I liked it. No. They'll, as a kid, they'll already been fed this information right. to when they get to that point, they go, yeah, it's a good book. It crushed me. It right. had a huge impact on me. And then they care, they they put that into their and regular you know day lives. So we're, we're, to come all the way back, and then we'll, we'll, we'll leave it. To come all the way back, we're like, what do you do about bigots? You can't really do anything, which they also say here. It's this, is if you look at the parent and you go, hey, just, you know, no agenda here. It's just something that's a, an age-appropriate thing in the way that it's told it's fine. If your kid isn't identif- worrying about their identity or asking about it, no one's pushing them towards anything. They're not being asked to identify. Yeah. There's just no agenda. Just being made aware. And then when they go, well, we just don't think that they should be told this. If you, a- I, my guess, if you ask that same parent, at what age do you think we should talk to your child about gender identity? They would probably say never. Exactly. So it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Because they don't want, they don't want them being talked to about it in college. They won't want yeah. their kids talking to them about it when they're 25. They they don't. It's yeah. never. Yeah. It's never. But yeah. Okay. Tyler F. Great letter. Tyler um, F. Truly, uh, being a parent is already difficult in this world and in this way. You're you're doing it right, and it's it's not going to be easy ever. No matter who your child is, being a parent is difficult. So. The Pen Pals wish you well. Uh, <laughs> sincerely, your Pen Pals, Roy Scovel and Daniel Scovel. And we're, we're back. back. Oh, I like when it's the elevator. It did I never feel know. Good. Yeah, yeah. You never know what floor you're getting off. It was on. last time you stood around. Did you ever? You didn't do theater school. Have you, but you did improv, so you did theater games, yeah. right? You did some zip and zop. Zippity zap. But did you ever do like weird, everybody lay on the floor and breathe through your pelvis sure. type shit? Sure. Oh, you did like body and movement stuff? Yeah. yeah. When's this time you stood around with people, this has probably done this a million times more than us, and just harmonized? I don't like know. Like sound bathed each other. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds sexual. What? You've had a sound bath, haven't you? But yeah, because you sound bathed me. You have You have had one. I've done, a, I've done twice. I still haven't done the punch. Love it. You got to okay. do the punch, dude. Oh, uh, guys, watch Babylon. Uh, watch if you it. sync it up with Wizard of Oz, it, you can hear Dark Paramount Side of the Plus. Moon. Yeah. Um, Paramount Plus, Babylon. I just uh, saw you in a TikTok yes, yesterday, and I saved it to send to you. From Babylon? Uh-huh. Tiggity you're you're walking around telling that kid, no, no freebies and yeah, all yeah. that stuff, and it goes right into Where are the Tits. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's great to see you. And I read the comments enough because I needed to see a couple of people like, Rory? Yeah. And I'm like, how are you a fan of Rory and you missed <laughs> Have that he's in up. Babylon? Have brought it up. Uh, your bet. tour starts in April? Tours right around the corner. Get those tickets at RoryScoville.com, redesigned by Garrett Boatman. <laughs> uh, you can get a lot of information on there. We're going to start maybe potentially selling art through the website. Pen Pals links are on that website. Links to buy tickets for the tour are on that website. How's that big Canva going? Cam- it's happening. It's going. I, I want to make a big change to it. So we're going to see. We're going to see what happens. We'll done. see. We'll see. 
But I might hang it on the hallway pretty soon if it when it is done. And then, guys, every, all of my stuff's at danielvankirk.com. Every month I do a show in Houston. Yep called uh would you rather comedy it's so much fun i hope you come out and see it if you've been seeing those promos we uh ask those same questions to the audience so if you come out to one you can tell me what what would you if you would rather if you would if you'd rather you'd rather uh be in a bathtub full of dead spiders or a bathtub full of tobacco spit is it only that question well that was the one that i know i, I saw the it. first one i know do you want the second one yeah i could preview it here all right this is gonna derail us Go. Would you rather watch your parents have sex every day for the rest of your life or join in once to stop it? Uh, Roar. What Snapple are you drinking? See, you're proving my point. Look how excited I got. Yeah. If I handed you that on stage and walked off, you've got new material, even if it's just for right. This is why I love this show. Yeah. You know, have you right, done it yet? You know, no. As of this recording, yes. You know right now what you would say. That's the best. I know. You know. I'd ask if I could change it to have sex with them every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to ask the audience this. I think on the one on the on the 14th. On right, April, here, we April 14th. here we go. We're okay, going to get spiral. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I have anything. That's all at danielvankirk.com. Dear Daniel Vaniel Canyon and Rory Morey score. Wrong. Excuse me. I'm pretty sure that's the right order. They wrote that. It's not. Greetings from... Australia. Oh, that's because down under it's backwards and turned around Shut and upside up. down, right? I'll, that's a good play. It is a good play. But you're play. wrong. It is a good play. I recently started listening to your show from the very beginning and have it on, have, after having it on my list for well over two years. Please forgive my tardiness. I'm I, actually impressed that someone, like if I wrote down a list and it was from two years ago, I've forgotten that. I don't know where I even put that yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. My I list is gone. I'm currently on episode 68, and I'm pretty sure I will keep listening until I'm up to date and become a paller. I'm hashtag 8020 on whether I will or not. So you can definitely call me a Penny for now. Coincidentally, I named my four-month-old daughter Penny before I started listening to the podcast. So you could say I hashtag grew the shoe before I even listened. I will... You can tell when someone's early 68 in because this is how much we were doing. Yeah. Hashtags. And we they still live in us. It's yep. just we... We had a big. We changed. We, got we a go through changes. To. Somebody yeah. gave us a talking yeah. to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it will almost be three years since I went hashtag F two F with my beautiful wife and committed to a long and happy life together. Unfortunately, we recently had a mold problem. Is that mold? Mold, but uh, yeah, it's spelled differently because of the Aussie, Aussie way. Yeah. Uh, a mold problem in our walk-in wardrobe caused by a shower leak, and it ruined my wife's wedding dress. We originally kept the dress with the hopes that if we had a daughter and she chose to get married, she would get to wear it on her wedding day, but the dress was beyond saving, so we had to throw it away. While it was very sad to be getting rid of such a beautiful piece of memorabilia of our relationship, it's definitely not the worst thing that could happen in life. Have either of you ever lost or had to get rid of something that held sentimental value that you were unable to get back? What was it and why did it hold so much meaning? In Zool we, tr we trust, your pal, Rowan. P.S. The things I'm looking forward to finding out as I become a paller. One, do you ever get your white whale Michael Keaton on the show? I mean, he, they're so far behind. We're let's, always close. Let's say, yeah. We're always close. Two, does Aristotle ever earn his microphone? Oh, interesting. <laughs> Quite a term. <laughs> oh, very interesting. <laughs> Three, do you guys ever find David Dave Wilhern? 
Will now? Yeah, we don't even know that now. Wilhelm. There was a Wilhern. Maybe that's why we hadn't found him. An addendum. <laughs> oh, oh, Wilhern. Okay. Oh. Well, that's a break in the Back case. Back to one. <laughs> I rip it all off. I'm doing all the yarn. <laughs> we do have an addendum to the first letter. I will read as follows. Follow-up email from Rowan. Yep. Dear Rory and Daniel. Correct. Go ahead. That is so garbage. <laughs> I'm getting in touch by way of apology. In my letter before, I was trying to be funny and do a bit about Daniel's name being first. After listening to more of your episodes, it has become clear that there is no comedy <laughs> in the bit of putting either of your names in front of the other. I hope that's how everyone interprets it. I was it. afraid this was taking a turn where it was like, it's obviously Roar. And I was like, <laughs> now you're doing a bit. Now that I've listened to more of the show, I, <laughs> I think Rory deserves the spotlight. Please accept my apology for doing the virtual version of kicking a chair at a live show. You were Boy, so far from that. that takes you back. Yeah, that was... Where is that guy? I'll now? never forget the look in your eye and seeing my eyes in your in eyes. In your eyes, the light, the heat. We met there. Your eyes, that guy the kicking seat. seat. Your <laughs> eyes, you've got to leave. Your eyes, talking to that guy. Your sin- apologies. Your you're sincerely and leaving. You're sincerely and leaving the comedy to professionals, Rowan. I loved that song. Lisa, do women want to wear their mother's wedding dress at their wedding? It's a really good question. Um, I think some people do, yeah. And do. And do. I wonder if it affects whether or not your parents are still together. Does that matter? Would that matter? I think that's a great question, but I don't. I personally would think that probably doesn't totally matter. But I, I mean, I, even if they were divorced, you'd say like, "Wow, this is the dress you wore when you and hopefully you and my dad couldn't have been more in love." Yeah, and love can come and go, and your guys' chapter end. So that yeah, the well, dress is clarified. It was a beautiful day. Just to clarify, I'm not talking budgetary. I understand that sometimes budgetarily. People go, well, yeah, I just wore my mother's well, wedding dress. Old. I liked it. It saved me $9,000 or whatever <laughs> something the fuck old, a Something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Yeah. This is the and so if it's a blue wedding dress and it's your mom, like, oh then you God. cover every base. I will tell you, none of my friends wore their mother's wedding dresses. They all got Yeah, I've only seen dress. it once or twice. Yeah, that's my what my, my wife did. What? New dress. My oh. sister wore my mom's wedding dress at her first wedding. Okay, here to- we go. But totally changed, like altered it. it. Like, all totally altered it. It was yeah. a completely different looking dress, yeah. just because it was, you know, it was a little. Dangerous. Well, once you jack her up, it's a totally different. But here's why. Here's why I throw this out there. I I say that because right now, if you told me that Jordan's dress was destroyed in the same way, I and I think maybe Jordan. Would not give a fuck at So you still all. have it, though. Jordan has it at her parents' house, and we have it. But I don't Would know that I have ever fully understood, and please forgive me if you disagree, Yeah, the grace, racket. Grace, a lot of grace today. The racket that is what getting addresses? married. Oh, getting married. It is a, it, the whole thing is such a, the, the, the expense of it all is so massive that I'm not even lying to you. The way that some people are perceived because they went to Vegas and got married or they just went to a courthouse and got married, 
I grew up being like, well, why would you do that? It seems trashy or dumb or like, come on, make it a thing. They're right. The older I get, I realize they're actually right. Like, if you want to have a party, great. If you want to do all that, great. But the reality is you are just getting married. And when you decide to do the, the, the party route, the expenses that some people are willing to put – and if you want to do it, do it. This is one man's critique, in my opinion, is my own. Right. But it is insane. And you didn't feel this way before yours. So for mine, we – we you know, I don't know how out there this is. We, we did do a courthouse. We were worried about health insurance. And I was like – yeah, I'm going to get married, but I'd rather get make sure my wife is like yeah, covered. covered health insurance wise. And but, I, but your wedding was a to do. My wedding was a wedding, and we but we it it was a to do. We wanted to throw a really good party for our friends, mm-hmm. and so but but Jordan made all of the decorations. Our main expense for booze, we got some ke- local kegs in Asheville, which by the way, I highly recommend that for cutting costs. And then we got wine from fucking Trader Joe's. And then we, our biggest expense was the food. We got a DJ. We didn't get a band. There's all kinds of ways that you can um, avoid expenses. Was it an expensive wedding? It was. My, but as I age, I realize that is a, there is a fucking racket to it and what people spend. And one of those things is, but your wedding dress, which can cost Thousands and thousands. Thousands to tens of thousands to, when you say hundreds of thousands, you're now talking about a, 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 an elite class of people that 100000 is $5,000 to them. Um, but it is so wildly expensive. Uh, my point being, if the dress gets uh, destroyed now, there isn't any part of me that has ever once thought that maybe Jordan, our, our, uh, our daughter Elliot, would wear that dress in her wedding. I just haven't... Ever would you think? It. Would you think it was special if she did? No, I wouldn't really care at all. I might think, oh, that's a Can't cool thing. Can't wait to play this for her. I, I might be like, that's a cool thing. Yeah, but I just, I, know, I, I think, I just don't think I, I think about it. Now, I'm, I'm not here to criticize people that do. Rowan, who ended up getting the names wrong the first time and then realized the error of his oh. ways. Um, I just saying that no names. So if he was forced to it, we know what he would do. And then well, the other one is a bit before admitting it was a bit. Nah, so it, there was a bit in cor- your letter. He corrected it, and he knew it, he knew that okay. it was the right. You know, he said he was deeper into the show, and he understood now Fair. that uh, that the correct. He got the order wrong. Is right. what was said. Right. And Rowan, what I mean to say is your perception of this wedding dress. You're maybe you're maybe jumping the gun on on your perception of it, and maybe you're wrong about that as well. <laughs> and maybe, ironically, I am also right again here. <laughs> and oddly enough, you had it right the first time. Think long, think wrong, Rowan. Anyways, Rowan, what have I'm you, trying to say is you're wrong. Have you lost anything that you're like really hurt and you couldn't get back? That's a great question. I do think, you know what? This is weird. This, this is strange. I lost a joke book. And you already feel right. I knew you'd feel it. Comics who listen to this show, if there's any, are, they're like, "Oh God, I lost it in the trunk of my car uh, forever oh my God, we ago." Just had a jacket thing with after, you after meltdown. I couldn't find it, and I was like, "I know that I came out here after oh, meltdown." That's the worst Gilbert was with me. You know, you know A to B. And I knew A to B, and yet it was like a magic trick had occurred, and I was like, "This just happened to me." I with know. A park, with a I put it in there. Parking garage ticket. Here's what's incredible. I uh, years go by and i think right before i traded in the car for the tesla yeah i moved like a panel yep and there was my joke book and the pen and i was like 
oh my God, it fell into this thing that I didn't even know you could remove. I don't know if I'd get it. It wasn't until I, I was training cry. in the car where I was like, I'm going to check everything. Yeah, of course. Not looking for the book. Of I've course. already. Yeah, no, yeah, you're book. just going, you're just combing through. But here's the lesson that I, I put into it, and it kind of syncs up here, Rowan. I find the joke book. I'm now like, <gasps> got it. Read it. There's nothing of value in that joke book. Well, you're a different comic. There isn't comic. one bit that I'm like, oh, that, that was worth. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Thank God that was preserved to find in this ice <laughs> yeah. I can then use later. Nothing. I realized that it wasn't even something to hold on to and that the thing the thing that I thought mattered so much, I realized didn't matter because also now I wasn't who I was anyways. Meaning that sure. by the time your child does get married, people might not even wear wedding dresses anymore. Right. Anyways, what about they you? Have you lost something that that kind of fits in there? You know what's okay, I think way. I'm I think I'm a little weird. Uh now you're where's that coming from? A lot of places. But in this one particular I like way. that you said it to me and listen, all the listeners, as though we've haven't developed an opinion of you at this point <laughs> <laughs> and you look at me and you go and that's why none of us gave you grace yeah and that's and why like, grace yeah, I didn't know. that's why grace wasn't granted and won't be granted <laughs> um i have two items that it would greatly hurt me if i lost oh interesting but if i and uh Listen, rory <laughs> yeah um <laughs> you know i was great when i got the pinball machine back that i sold to have money to move sure. to la sure sure, uh, sure i recently got myself something else that it was it was great to have again too but like the, those aren't the two items it's 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 two personal uh small things but i have pared my life down so many times Thankfully, not for a very long time, but in a short span of time, I did it like three or four, two or three, four times. Yeah. To like luggage that like, and we, it's documented, uh, even the cabin. Yeah. I don't hold a lot to yeah. those things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, to me, it's whatever you would have gotten me for our birthdays yeah. or gotten me for Christmas yeah. because of how, how I know you and we all know how. We feel about uh, gifts, unless you're not on the Patreon. Um, would have been people great. People on the Patreon? Why, who, who would not be on the Patreon? That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> would have been great. But I can almost guarantee they would not be better than being at my cat. The memories, the sure, experience yeah, yeah, that I have yeah, yeah, of what yeah, we yeah, did yeah. for both of those things. Yeah. And so... Pretty great painting, though. That is great. Yeah. I but, don't know if I've ever talked about how Daniel and Lissa haven't hung up their paintings, but they finally... Uh, they finally finally did yeah so and they look great they look i don't so know if anyone great. listening has ever painted from their heart and <laughs> shut watched up. it sit on a it was dusty... in a position for everyone where i could always look at it same yeah on the dusty <laughs> stop <laughs> almost almost had water damage stop i but. can see mine from right here it looks so great um so i i, I could lose a lot i think even if i lost those two things i'd be really bummed and then i'd go that isn't that isn't where that those weren't little horror cruxes. That isn't where a person that part of yeah. that person lived. Well, the things you own eventually end up owning you, Daniel. And that was Tyler Durden that said that. It's very true. Yeah. If you own enough, you are of not it. your fucking khakis, dude. Right. Um, so no, I can't. I I know what you mean. I think as we age, maybe the idea one thing of materialistic to things, but in you a know, long time, but I'd like to find. I think if there's something that you, the things that would matter the most. Is if someone said, "Oh, you lost." Uh, close this up. Like if someone said, "Oh, but this," but Daniel, Daniel got you that coffee mug, and it 
meant a lot to you. And let's say that, you know, uh, hypothetical to create drama here. Yeah. You passed away. Yeah. So I had this mug. If this broke or I lost it or whatever happened to it, it was stolen, something happened and I lost it. I wouldn't, I, I would feel, I wouldn't feel as bad about that. What I would feel more bad about is if I had some kind of like, I had this and I knew that it was worth $500,000 and I lost it and I knew that I could gain $500,000 from it. This, right. while having sentimental value, right. it, it, it doesn't matter to me. Right. Ultimately, this doesn't either. Daniel got you this. Daniel got you this one and you lost it. Fine. This was stolen and the, this was worth 500000 Then this. The thing that actually right, yeah. could be put to something, to, yeah. all the other things are, while I think they're important and they have meaning and they are great and we can put meanings in these objects, it won't change the, 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 it won't change or replace the thing that isn't a thing. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, you're so sad you lost the mug? Yes, but Daniel wasn't the mug. Right. Our experiences weren't the mug. Right. And when he bought it for me, it was $30 and he gave it to me for my birthday. And if he were alive today and I lost the mug, I would, the fact that I would lose nothing if he were still here right. means I don't necessarily need to feel something when he's gone. It wasn't like a thing. Right. Now, sl change that slightly. Daniel wrote me a very endearing letter right before he passed away, and I can't find it. That's going to affect me. I, that would sure. that would be tougher. Yeah. But I read the letter, and I know what he wrote or how he felt, and so that is the thing. Mm -hmm. And you can't that that isn't something that is an object. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think because of that, and and maybe because I've experienced a considerable amount of loss in my life. You, there isn't anything you can do other than conclude, uh, find yourself at the conclusion of what I just said or go insane. And right. so you have to choose. Yeah. And some people choose the insanity. And I, and, I, and I feel for them, and I get it. I do get like losing the mug, and it fucking kills you. But you lose enough, and you realize all of those things aren't the person. And right. they aren't the thing. And right. I, I, in conclusion, saying it's people. When you lose, like, I, I would say, of all the things you lose that you can't re replace, the only answer really should be like people and pets. And I mean, even a home. There was a fire and we lost the home. It's devastating. It's fucking hard. You lost all of these things in it. Did everyone get out? Did right. everyone make it out? Right. That is your home. Your yeah. home is those people. I'm not saying that's easy. And I, my heart breaks for everybody in these earthquakes and in in fires and flooding and anything that we have, these disasters. But it's people. It's the, the thing that you lose that right. you can't replace is simply, it's simply people. Nobody digs out a lamp. Exactly. It's simply people. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I think, yeah, the only thing would be if you had photos or videos where like, the, a memory is encapsulated. A hard drive. That lives. I can see a hard drive being like, ah, because in a way that's the image of those people or a scrapbook or sure. a photo album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things that don't, you know, to me, the things that you really, really lose in, in it being people, when you lose something of monetary value, it's because it had monetary value and there's something you can do with that. But you, that can't destroy your life. Mm-hmm. 
losing people has no monetary value. And sometimes it does destroy people's lives. Sometimes it destroys their lives so much they die shortly after. Sure. It actually destroys their life, I've quite literally. It. I've seen We've, it a lot. And you've read about it. Yeah. Well, it happens. Literally when I was, worked in the cemetery, yeah. I would always see like, oh, and then they went. And then right, they went. And then they right went. after. And, yeah. it's, and it's a real thing. Yeah. But to me, it's, it's other people and even the destruction of places, I think, hold something dear. A park that suddenly has a condos that weren't needed a comedy club that was just a bar performance space that I used to play in dc they built a high rise and it it crushes me that that's gone but you know does that do i ever sit there and go ah, what could i have back dr dreamos or my dad <laughs> you know what i mean right. you're never gonna go i don't know doing dreamos on wednesday nights was pretty fun it's always gonna be people your pets yeah, and yeah. it's always gonna be uh People, because the thing that you gain from them has no monetary value or materialistic value. That's why, that's why to me it is, it, it is the most beautiful thing about humanity is the thing that we really should cherish the most, and you try to teach other people to cherish the most, is the thing you can't fucking touch or even truly describe. Mm -hmm. And it isn't love. I'm not talking about love. It's beyond that. It's something else. I agree. Do you know? Yes. 100%. So what I'm trying to say is, Rowan... You got it right the first time. You it's got all about it right people. the second time? Fuck that dress, dude. <laughs> uh, Rowan, thanks for sending this in. We, you're going to get to all those answers of those questions. Here's Don't the we. thing. Rowan isn't even going to hear this. Do you think Rowan will hear this by the end of this year? I don't know how rapidly Rowan is going through this, this show. The, Rowan may That's not hear truth. this for three years. Right. Also, Rowan... And this happens all the time. And, and no disrespect. Rowan might be like, I can't fucking listen to those two anymore. And, I, and I'm here to say, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. I think you are. <laughs> I like listening to us. But Rowan, in case you decide to skip ahead, Michael Keaton has not been on this show to this date, but I still believe in my soul that he will. And I don't know why that's there, but it is there. I agree with you. Does Aristotle ever earn his microphone? Aristotle is no longer employed at this company. <laughs> and legally, that's all we can say. Due to a Do you guys battle. ever find David Dave Wilhern? We can't a answer that question. Yet. We can't answer that yet. A greater question, Rowan, is do you guys ever start to look for David Wilhern? <laughs> we kind of did. All right. Thanks, Rowan. We wish you all sincerely your pen pals, Daniel Van Kirk and Rory Van Scovel. Pen Pals is produced by Lissa Rubin and engineered and mixed by Chad Bouchard. Our artwork was created by Jeffrey Tice, and our theme music is by Patrick Keenan of The Winter Sounds. You can follow Pen Pals on Twitter and Instagram at the Pen Pals Pod. You can see all of that content thanks to Caitlin Bordini, who runs our social media. Head to youtube.com slash Daniel Van Kirk Comedy to watch these episodes absolutely free and subscribe to patreon.com slash penpals. For only $5, you can listen to a follow-up letter every week and you'll be the first to hear all upcoming penpals news. But the easiest way to support the show is to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and tell everyone you know about your two favorite cackling idiots. Hashtag grow the show.
I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.